everybody, this is a special edition episode of the Running Rogue Podcast. This is Chris coming at you from Austin, Texas. I've got two very special guests with me today to talk about what might be an unusual topic that is a little bit off the beaten path in terms of the topics that we normally cover, but one I think that is important, especially for those Austin runners who might be listening. Welcome, Ram Leon and Brent Stein to the show. How are you doing today, guys? I just finished a good run. I'm good. It's it's always a great day when you can start it with a run, and I've got uh, three runs in this week so far, so I'm feeling great. Nice. A run and a podcast. Absolutely. So to give a little bit of background on you, Adam, we've got, you are our episode 34 guest. Some people might remember you as the brain cancer survivor who is who won a marathon pushing a stroller, who runs all the miles and goes to all the events as well as you're also president of Austin Runners Club. Yeah, I mean, t- you know, we I run every chance I get. Uh, people give me a hard time. There's times I do races six weekends in a row, and as long as I'm running, life is good. <laughs> no doubt. And Brent is one of our coaches here at Rogue, also now joining our full-time team to help us with curriculum and coaches, coaches development. You are going to be running for vice president the vice president position of the austin runners club which is really what we're here to talk about today we're going to talk about the austin running scene and the austin runners club which is a central part of the austin running scene because it's an important topic and everybody who runs in austin needs to be aware of what austin runners club does its mission what it's doing in the community and also the fact that elections are coming up and both of you guys are running and I wanted you, I wanted personally, because I support you both, to give you a platform to talk about what you're trying to do with ARC. So that's why we're here. So for those that may not be Austin runners, you might want to tune this one out. But for those that are Austin runners, I would highly encourage you to listen all the way through. We're going to talk a little bit about the Austin Runners Club, the mission of ARC, what you guys have done and will do as potential board members as we get through elections. And I also want to make sure that anybody who's not a member of the Austin Runners Club, regardless of who they run with, has an opportunity to hear all about the membership benefits as a part of this Running Rogue ARC infomercial. So welcome, guys. I'm excited to talk to you about this. Thanks for having us. By way of context, though, I have to give a little bit of my ARC story, which is that as a as someone who's an owner of Rogue, my involvement with ARC has been primarily as essentially somebody who's been a partner, a business partner of ARC, but we've been longtime sponsors of ARC events, including the Decker Challenge. I don't know how many years it's been now, but at least eight that we've sponsored Decker in in the last eight years on and that's an ongoing partnership that we have a uh, i think two more years left on our contract current contract with that that's correct and so i've seen arc as a partner i'm also a member and i've been a member now for several years myself so i've seen it from that side as well to me arc is the center of the austin runners running community and it's something that knows no training group knows no specific store is something that's really here to uplift all of us who might be running in this town, whether or not, whether you're running with our groups, whether you're running with Gilbert's groups, whether you're running with the Ship of Fools or Trail Roots or any group. And there have been times in our history as a rogue organization where we've been more provincial about our support of ARC, sort of thinking of it as something that's more selfish, you know, that is kind of to benefit us where it can and then we pull away where it cannot but that thinking has has evolved and it really started five or six years ago where we realized that and i've said this before a rising tide raises all boats and that a strong arc is good for rogue it's good for everybody and if the running community is strong and arc as the center of it is strong then that benefits us all even if at times we compete with the free ARC running groups and the free ARC events and programs because if those things are good for Austin runners, then they're good for us too. So that's a little bit of how I think about it. And to me, it's important for anybody in the community, regardless of who they're running with, to be involved as a member. 
It's only 30 bucks a year. You get way more in benefits if you take advantage of those benefits than you're going to ever spend on the $35 membership. And so it's a no-brainer membership in my perspective. Plus, it gives you the opportunity to not only be involved at the center of the Austin running community, but also be involved in all of the causes that ARC supports, which we'll talk about. So with that as a little bit of a soapbox from me, I did want to turn it a question to you, Adam, about the mission and history of ARC. So give us a little bit on how long ARC has been around, what the mission statement is. Well, you know, ARC has been around since longer than I have, longer than you have. It's been around since 1974. Way longer. <laughs> Not way longer than either of us, but a little bit longer, since 1974. And that it got started, you know, before the Austin Marathon. It got started before the three oldest races in Austin. So it was just people who wanted to get together and run. And the mission statement you know, I'm glad we chose to accept it. It's the Austin Runners Club is a nonprofit volunteer organization with members of all ages and running and walking abilities. The club is organized exclusively for charitable health educational purposes. The Austin Runners Club shall promote and encourage running, walking, wheelchair racing, and related activities in order to educate the public to their benefit. The Austin Runners Club shall maintain competitive and non-competitive activities for its membership and for the general public. While that's said very eloquently, ultimately it's let's get people moving. Let's we are Austin. We are runners, and we get together, and it's a club. So to me, there isn't a single person in town who runs who is our competition. Rogue is not our competition. The gazelles are not our competition. The only competition I've got in this town are the people who are encouraging you to sit on your couch and do nothing. <laughs> and I want to beat those people bad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> those proposing Game of Thrones marathons. Right, right. If, you, <laughs> if, if you're sitting there going, you know, why instead of running, why don't you go to the movies with me? Um, you know, we... We want to get people moving. This has been true forever. And, you know, there are some sports. I play other sports I have throughout my childhood. But people asked me when I started running, and I did the same time you did, the same time Brent did, the same time everybody else. Shortly after somebody starts walking, they want to move faster. So what we are encouraging is just a basic human skill. Some people forget it along the way. Some people stop doing it. But it is it is quintessentially being human and so to promote that there's no one that can compete with that we're just trying to get to help you get be better at being human really be human move around run walk wheelchair racing i didn't realize that was in the mission statement yes and actually this year at decker uh we had uh, i'm sorry last year Decker, we had somebody who asked to do their uh a race in a wheelchair and of course we always allow that we did not know that Decker was their very first race ever in a wheelchair. <laughs> so wow. never having been and in that's a, a tough wheelchair, one. they do the, you know, what I think is the toughest half marathon in town. And she doesn't tell us that till afterwards. And so we were incredibly impressed. We had somebody this year who did the entire distance challenge, you know, a series of five races, pushing their daughter in a, an adult stroller. Uh, their, their daughter's in a special needs kid. And they... We gave them a special recognition of the distance challenge. So sometimes people in the wheelchairs are being pushed by somebody else. It isn't even, the, but it's her, her own mother who did the entire distance challenge behind her. And so whatever it is that encourages people to move, whether sometimes it's their own volition, um, we, we're often there for one of our members will be the very first person of the pack or one of our members will be the last person of the pack. And we're happy to be there for all of them. Who started ARC? Give us a little, paint the picture on 1974. What was that group like? So it was just people who wanted to run. I've actually met her, and it's, uh, she, I'm blanking on her name in simple frankness, but she is uh, about as humble as it gets, and she, we had her start off on the Decker this year. She started the gun this year, and she was there, and she was just impressed that something she began 40-something years ago is still here. And she's not as involved anymore, but she wanted to make this a community thing. There was, uh, Austin was a little bit different in 1974. <laughs> a little weirder, maybe. A little weird, a little smaller. But the thing about running is there are some things where you get certain people who rhyme of a particular train of thinking. or these. In running, you have all kinds of people that are part of the community, all types of ethnicities, beliefs, ideas, and what you want is someone who keeps your pace and someone who you're going to have a good uh, chat with better after your adventures. And so they were like, we, we need to connect this more organically because at that point, how did you find people? And so these things predate a, a lot of these things, and it's continued to be that way. It's just here is how we put one foot in front of the other. Let's help each other out on it. And as a part of that launch or shortly thereafter, the ARC started two of the oldest races in town. Cap 10K being the oldest, I think, continuously running race. 
But the other, the ARC races, Daisy and Decker, are the two oldest beyond that. Let's start by talking about Decker. To me, Decker is my favorite, one of my favorite races, period. It's and certainly one of my favorite races in Austin. It's a half marathon now. It didn't start that way. It started as an 11.4 mile loop, I think, or 11.6 mile loop around Decker Lake out east of town. So talk about Decker as a franchise. It's one of ARC's races, and it happens every December like clockwork. Right. So it's exactly the same course as it was before. Now there's a little bit of part that gets double loop. We got a little bit more OCD with what arbitrary distances we wanted to run about a decade ago. And it used to be just like, well, we'll run this distance and whatever it is, that's the time we give you. Uh, then it became a 20K, and then uh, a little bit over 10 years ago, it became a um, half marathon. And... And so it's been there, but it's the only it's the only course that I know of in town that has been on the exact same course. And so the course hasn't changed. What's honestly changed to make a different distance is, is which parts you cover twice in order to get to the yep. exact arbitrary 13.1 that we like. <laughs> um, but it has been there, and it is it is a tough race. It, it, there's no there's a reason it's called the Decker Challenge. It's never had a formal name of the distance of the 20K or the half marathon. It's always become the Decker Challenge because there are some hills – and we put up a sign on the toughest one around mile 10, and people take a picture every year. So we, we put a matching one at the expo afterwards that says, what the, what the hill? And <laughs> if that doesn't express how that race goes, then you're not getting the double entendre. What the hill? It's nonstop hills, more or less, especially in the last half of that race. And it always is known for its crazy weather. There's well, always wind, cold, something, rain, something going on out there that makes it especially challenging, hence the name. But it's a race to me that builds character and that everybody in Austin should should do as often as possible to be a part of it. Yeah, it's actually my fastest my fastest race ever. I hit a one twenty out there and uh I did it with my daughter in a stroller one once in a one twenty three and uh that's immediately after that I retired the stroller. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And Brent, you said that was your first half marathon. Tell us about your first Decker. It was. It was my first half marathon, and, and you described it exactly. It was full of hills and full of uh, lovely Austin December uh, weather. Uh, cool, misty, kind of nasty day. Uh, and and for, for most, that might sound like a miserable experience being your first half marathon, but it was exactly the opposite for me. It was it was an, an amazing experience, and, and I really credit now knowing more about ARC and the community and the organization them for me having that amazing experience because it was just such a great community feel to the the event both before uh during with spectators and water stops as well as afterwards I just felt like I was a part of something really cool and a part of the Austin community and so while it, it was not my fastest half marathon um it was still an amazing experience and and one of this day that I cherish and and I'll go back again and again because it's it's great just to be a part of you know those those experiences in your community and it's 40 years old. This was the 40th running, right, this we, past year, in we, 2018? We had the 40th anniversary that this, this last year. So for some people, that was a big deal. They, they, we had we had some, one guy come out who had done the first one. I think we only had one. There, had no, there hadn't been anybody who had done all 40 of them, but we had some people who had done quite a few of them, and we had some people who was their first. For a whole lot of people, it is their first because it's the first half marathon of the distance challenge. It was my first as well. And it's interesting because it's such a tough race that after that, all races seem a lot easier, so it's it, it, it's a good way to start, you know. And uh, I think that it's it's better to start with something hard and go, wow, now it gets reasonable as opposed to start with something reasonable. And uh, it just makes you tough right at the beginning of your running career. I've done Decker, I think six times, and I've done it as the original distance, the eleven point four mile race, as the twenty k, and as the half marathon. So I've done all different versions of it. I think my first Decker was in two thousand three. And it's it's a character building race. That to me is the beauty of it. Is yes, it's tough, but if you can do Decker, you can do you can do anything in terms of a half for sure. Sure makes three M feel like a breeze. <laughs> no doubt, which is a month later. <laughs> when is the race this year? This this year it's the third Sunday in December. I, I believe that's December sixteenth or fifteenth, whichever one is the third Sunday. And um 
We're gonna which be is out a th- week later than normal, right? Well, it's usually right around December. We it it, it kind of depends. It's close. We vary it around Thanksgiving just to give people the right time around Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving varies from year to year, so it's usually the yeah. second or third weekend. Um, and so this year will be the forty-first running. Um, not quite as exciting as the fortieth. You know, maybe at the forty-second we'll get to the the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. For those of you who read a Hitchhiker's Guide, but every race is a good one. Um, by the way, Chris beat my PR the last time he ran it. I was a little bit bitter about that. <laughs> yep. Snuck on the podium. That wasn't the last time I ran it. That was two times ago, but yes. December 15th, 2019, 40, 41st Decker. Would highly recommend everybody sign that up whether you're an AR sign up for that whether you're an ARC member or not. It's also part of the Distance Challenge. So let's talk about the Distance Challenge, which is a series of five rate five, five races. You you guys don't put on all of those races, but you do put on the Distance Challenge, which kind of connects them. Tell people about the Distance Challenge and where Decker fits in that. So the Distance Challenge has had a lot of variations. This is its 22nd running, I believe, and um, that's actually how I signed up for my first marathon. And never having run anything longer than a 10K. Uh, and since then, uh, it used to start with the IBM 10K, which is no longer in town. There's been races that have come and gone. In fact, the only two original races from the first Distance Challenge to today are Decker and the Austin Marathon. But this year it's going to be five races. It starts with a 5K, then it moves to a 10-miler, two half marathons. If you're doing the full track, you're doing, you finish with a marathon. If you're doing the half track, you finish with a half marathon. And for me, it's actually really helpful, especially when I was starting, to have a race every month or so because when you're brand new to this, the longest you ever ran is 6.2 miles to go like, well, let me train for a few months and add 20 miles to that was just mentally more than I was capable for. So have races along the way. It keeps you more honest in the training. It keeps you a little bit more rewarded. Um, and so, and you get to meet people along the way. You get to see how you're progressing in your own races. For me, uh, until the last race when I did the marathon and I overestimated myself, I was actually getting faster at each race. And so I tried too hard on the Austin Marathon. That didn't work out <laughs> so well. But that was also a learning curve. And so... And and you get to meet people from all kinds of things. Because afterwards, there's some gathering uh, at a tent. We give everybody a uh, magnet piece at each one that it ends up being together uh, a different shape this year was a shoe last year was a puzzle it's been a circle and these kind of things that give you kind of a sense of completion and then if you if you do manage to complete the entire thing we give you a jacket this year under armor was kind enough to sponsor those and it's the nicest jackets we've ever had um and so it is something that it's a whole series so it's not just one goal and it's always about a two-thirds success rate. So about one-third of the people don't get it done, and that may be due to injuries or a wedding comes up or, you know, an emergency happens that morning. So it's ever since we just realized that they don't want to run any longer than 10 miles. <laughs> so, right. But, you know, we, we had somebody this year, Kaylee Williamson, who tried for three times, and it was on her third time that she was successful. Every time she kept being too slow for it. And on the first one, she... On, on the 10 miler she didn't finish in time even though she did the course she went off on the sidewalk and i went and told her i was like if you, you you're no longer eligible to be a finisher she still came to the party she came and gave me a hug and she said i'll be back next year and the honest truth is she had been so slow i was like good good luck and she <laughs> did and the next year she was again too slow um and so she she was not able to complete it she and then this third year she came back and she did it and I was there at the race we put on Decker Challenge, and she was not the last finisher. Um, and she actually had more than 20-something minutes to spare beyond the, the time that we allowed out there, which before she wasn't even fast enough to get it done. And then she went on to do 3M. And usually we give the jackets out at the party, but at the end of the Austin Marathon, I was there to hand her her jacket. The only person I think we've ever done that for. But when you try that hard, when you don't give up, I think it shows character. And so there are people who do it multiple times, but that's why... I don't know what it says about us that two of our three biggest events have the word challenge in it, but we, we're about people who want to challenge themselves. We, we don't want people who just want to do it about as easy as possible. You want to take yourself to a different level. Now, again, she's very far in the back of the pack, but we're proud of that. It's not about necessarily who wins the race. We're proud of them too, but it's about what level can you take yourself. And we see people take themselves, whether that be a, a weight loss or whether that be a getting faster, whether that be something, a new distance. We're proud of that. 
Yeah, and by too slow, you just mean she didn't meet the time cutoffs of the races she was doing along the way. Right, right. Races have time cutoffs just yep. because we have to shut down roads and those kind of things. Right. And, and um, so she definitely, I, I think, would have had the part at any time, but there's just practicalities. And so, but each time, she, and she's already actually done another half since then. She just finished in February. She just did another half a couple of weeks ago. And we commend those kind of people. We had somebody who um, last year had... had um, put up um, his cancer treatment to run the Austin Marathon and came back this year and did the distance challenge. Those are the people I look up to. Anytime I want to make an excuse about like, oh, it's raining. I'm like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out there and run. <laughs> <laughs> and so the distance challenge, it's five races, starts with the Superhero 5K, costs the Superhero 5K in September. Then it goes to the Run for the Water, 10 miler in early November, then Decker in December, 3M in January, half. And then finishes with the February half marathon, Austin half marathon or marathon. And as you said, you can choose the half track or the full track, which basically means you either end on the Austin half or end on the Austin marathon, depending on what type of poison you'd like to choose for the end. Now, it is an additional fee. I think it's 50 bucks to sign up for the distance challenge. It depends whether or not you're a member. Actually, every single one of those races, every single one of those races is cheaper if you're an ARC member. Uh, and no, so, I know that, but how much is the distance challenge itself? Well, it depends on whether you're a member or not. I think it's okay. $50 if you are and 60 if you're not. And so okay. if, if you're not a member, actually, this is how I became a member, how we get a lot of our members. The very first time you do the distance challenge, we actually subsidize your membership just so that you can see everything that's included. Uh, a huge percentage of people, myself included, end up staying as members because of that. Uh, some people are happy to just do the distance challenge and move on. But it, it is. Uh, you you the thirty dollar year membership you're gonna get fifteen percent at three a.m. fifteen percent at the Austin Marathon ten bucks at Decker fifteen percent at Run for the Water and I think five dollars at Casa so that alone would pay for the thirty bucks forget using it at any of the shopping centers and those kind of things but it also benefits the Trail Foundation you know um, this year we're donating sixteen thousand uh, dollars last year we donated fifteen thousand dollars and uh, it, and the year before we donated twelve thousand dollars over the course of ARC's history we've donated about one hundred and forty thousand dollars just to the trail and so that has you live here in austin that new boardwalk we we paid for some of that that new underpass under under congress we paid for some of that the um what this year's donation will go to uh is the new bathrooms that are going to be over on the east side and so we have a bench out there for when you get tired too so we always try to there are different things on the trail foundations we try to contribute to the things that will help runners you know there's some great things out there like the dog park we've never contributed to that because we're the austin runners club and I, I, have, I had a dog that I loved for a long time, but that's not what the Austin Runners Club got. We're here to encourage running. And sitting. Well, sometimes you need a break. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you, when you get the runs on the run, you're really grateful for those bathrooms. <laughs> the bathrooms and the bench. So, so that's the distance challenge. And again, and registration for that, I believe, is open now. Right. Right, and it's it's open, so you can. There's two ways to do it. You can just sign up for the distance challenge itself, and then register for the races individually. Or um, the easiest way to do it is you can do all in one registration, which is the cheapest way to sign up for all the races. You you can sign up for all six things at once. It is the cheapest way to do it. It also saves you the hassle of registering six races, and you do it all at once, and um, then you're committed. Because for me, that's how I train. Like some people are like, oh, let me see how I'm doing, and then I'll sign up. For me, I give you the money and then that gets me to train because you've got my money, so I better put my money where my mouth is, you know. So if you do that, if you do all the races, you get the finisher magnets as well as the finisher's jacket if you get it all done. And then, of course, you've got after each of the races, you've got a tent, distance challenge tent with with breakfast tacos and other snacks you can have after each of the races as well. Right, and you get a shirt uh, at the beginning for each one, and I see those. We also get a wristband just so that we know who to let in. Um and some people wear those as, as you know as real proud badges because you can't wear a shirt or a jacket every day. But those those wristbands are often like, yeah, I, I did the distance challenge. Can you handle that? And so, yeah. there are there are different things. And um, and you know we we throw in our training. If you want to come to our training, that's included. We'll help you create a schedule. You're also tracking times and seeing how people for those that want to run for time compete with each other in age groups and overall. Well, we do cumulative time, so it tells you where you rank against everyone else, and we. And we give rewards for age groups, uh, 10-year age groups, and we give overall awards. But for lots of people out there, even if they're not ever going to make it the reward, they get to see their progress on the cumulative times. They get to see how they – and so they get to see whether they're progressing against the person above them. 
one of the great stories there there was this lady who sent me this email and she was so incredibly proud from having moved from ninth to eighth place in her age group and mm -hmm. she was keeping track of it at each race you know and so there's that kind of thing of like knowing that you're working hard and seeing how other people are working and it so sometimes it's self-competition sometimes it's other thing so it's not necessarily about the prize but you get to see progress within yourself and that's that's a great merit in itself well, it's, and it's fun because you start to learn who those people are that you're competing with. And as somebody who does races to compete, the two times I've done the distance challenge, I've known the people around me. And when we line up at a race, it's it's on, you know, so it's it's not like I'm going to yield <laughs> to anybody. So that makes a lot of fun, that competition. Now, again, for some people, it's about just getting it done, which is fine, too. But I think it is fun for those that maybe adult athletes who didn't get to compete in high school track or cross country to then have this forum to compete with others, regardless of where they are in the standing is kind of fun. Let's talk about Daisy, another ARC franchise race. Also, I think 41 years old this year, if I'm this two? year, this year it's the 42nd, 42nd. Okay. So 42 years old. So it's actually the exact same age as the cap 10 K. Okay. And that's a five K that happens typically in the spring. Tell us about the Daisy 5K. So the, the Daisy 5K is 42 years old. It actually started, you know, we we just had the Boston Marathon. And they they there was a time where they didn't let women in way back up, up on the time. We've improved since then. And the Daisy 5K actually was an all women's race when it started here. And what they did then until now is that every woman who finishes gets a flower. Uh, that that flower is buried. It's been roses. It's been carnations. It's been daisies. Uh, we, while I've been president, it's always been daisies. That just makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it's the daisy fight. Right, a couple of years, they gave out roses and carnations. That was, I've never quite made sense of that, but that's fine. And the, but now we, we let men and women in, and we've added a team element. Um, last few years, both a social team and a competitive team. And we've had people out there every year, and we have had some. I mean, the winner of the Cap 10K, Austin's biggest race, was, one of, was our women's winner one year, Rachel Baptista. The winner of the Austin Marathon, um, Allison, was our women's winner one year out there, too. So we get some really competitive people out there. We also get some people who are uh, taking uh, more time to 5K than, than some people take for 10K, but they're out there. And it's a closed course at Camp Mabry. So the good, the good thing about it is that no matter how long you take out there, we have less worry about the streets. Plus, you get to be on a military base. Last time we did it, um, I actually stuck around for a, a reenactment of something from the Civil War that they were doing that day. I've gone to the museum afterwards. So it's a cool place because there's military places. And so there's both the running aspect and the, the cultural aspect. And you also have a mile race. I think that's one thing that people don't know about Daisy. Right. We had the mile race a couple of years ago because there's a military track out there. It's exactly one mile, and that's literally where the military does their time trials. And, and so it's, it's, it's a soft surface just like a track. It's not four loops. It's just one continuous mile. And it has the quarter mile, the half mile, the three quarter mile, and the mile. And we've had some people go out there and get some get some flying times. We also do since we like challenges, we do the Daisy Challenge. If you do both, uh, we have very few people who do who do that. <laughs> just because running a five k all out and running a mile all out is That's pretty tough. tough. And then, but we've had some people go out there and and get some serious times on the mile and on the five k. You've run Daisy before, right, Brent? I have. I ran it uh, about three years ago with uh, a team of uh folks that i coach and run with which i think is another cool aspect of the daisy 5k that i believe was introduced three four years ago with the team aspect uh and jay you can correct me if i'm wrong i believe the way it works is you've got to have uh between five to seven members on your team two of which need to be male and two of which need to be female at a minimum and then essentially based on your finishing time or placement i can't recall uh, you get uh, a certain number of points for your top two male and female finishers. So it brings really another cool aspect to the race itself um, because not only are you lining up next to your friend's teammates, um, but you have this other uh, competitive aspect to it. And my team, we didn't, we didn't uh, finish first, but we were competitive <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. I believe we finished in fourth place right off the podium, uh, but we were, pr we were pretty close, and it, it's just a really neat experience. I, I also enjoy the fact that you're on closed roads in the military base, and, and the mile and the focus on it being a family-friendly event 
is another really neat aspect to the event. Yeah, bring your kids out to do the mile race. Yeah, we actually have a kids mile and a competitive mile. So right. we have we have two the kids miles before the five k and the competitive miles after the five k, and the I'm fairly certain that a good chunk of those kids should do the later one just to make make the adults look bad. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, and now men can do it. Obviously, Brent, with you racing, now men can do it as well as women. When did that change? I don't know exactly when it changed, and um. We're, we're really thankful they let us in um and the <laughs> it's been know. a while i mean i know it's been a while since yeah it's it's been a while and so and and but it's actually the the way the scoring works it is uh your first five people it's like cross-country scoring and you have to have at least two of each gender so whatever the third of the gender is doesn't it doesn't um that it can be three girls or two guys it's your, it's your first five that gets you scoring but at least two of them have to be from a different gender and i mean i think when allison ran it uh, she was third overall, so she yeah. she and she wasn't far behind second and or or first, and so she uh, scored very well. Yeah, we gave her in a in a nod to our history. We gave her bib number one because women came first in this race, and th- <laughs> that'll continue. So let's talk about the other things ARC does. Obviously, there's other events that you guys put on because there's a lot of running happy hours and events that you do at various stores around town, as well as social runs free social runs that happen plus your own training so give us a little overview of the other things as well besides these races and the distance challenge so we have a dedicated training group and they're you know the the ship of fools and they meet tuesdays and thursday evenings and saturday mornings and that is a track on tuesday on thursday it's either a tempo run or hill repeats and saturday it's a long run depends on the season how long the run is and so those those have a pretty structured thing to try to get you to a marathon we also have the Ryzen Run, which meets at 5 o'clock in the morning, way south. I didn't even know there was a 5 o'clock in the morning before that group. I thought that one only came <laughs> at night. <laughs> and, um, we have one that meets Tuesdays at 6 a.m. at Morning Joe's off South Congress. And they do pretty much the exact same loop. And then there's one that meets at Ready to Run on Monday nights. And they, they vary their things. And out there, they have some serious hills. Like, they do La Vera Norte regularly. They do Far West regularly. They... Uh, and I've always, our coach used to say that hill work is speed work in disguise. So, and they don't have any particular regimen other than they, they rotate their things. We have a Monday and Thursday group that does a seven to 10 mile loop around the trail um, at, again, like five five fifteen in the morning. So we have all these groups and one, and some of those are brand new. We've only added them in the last year or two. And then we have special runs where we'll hook up with Rogue Runner. We'll hook up with uh, the latest running stores here, like Loop or uh fleet feet um even the ones that we don't have regular runs in we and we do special runs and we'll provide food or drink and these kind of things because we're agnostic about where people shop or where people run or where people train like i said that it is never there's not a runner in town unless you're in a race and you're somewhere near me you're not my competition (laughs) my the competition of arc is the guy who wants to sit on the couch who's encouraging people to sit on the couch so yes don't don't compete close to Adam. That's the danger zone. If you're if you're anywhere away, you're fine. As I've learned and myself. So lots of other things going on. You guys in a sense can you do compete with me. I, I I'll say that. It's like you're not competing with me, but I'm competing with you in a sense that we have paid training. You have essentially free training. I mean, you don't even have to be an ARC member to join these runs, right? Right. Now our runs are always to the public. That's part of the mission is that they're free. Uh we obviously appreciate that if people become membership that allows us to do things like these donations that allows us to do things like pay for insurance and storage and the website and the mail servers, just basic things and Gatorade. And um, so we appreciate the membership. But by the way, lots of your members, they come out to some of our easier runs and they use that as, as cross training because they they have a different day where their schedule is different or they live in a different part of town. Uh, or they want to see me more often, you know, whichever one of those it is. <laughs> and so, no, I'm actually, I make some of the runs some of the time, but it is it is a way for people. We have lots of people in every single running group. You know, you you said you're a member, the owner of um, the Austin Marathon, Jack Murray, he's a member. Yesterday, Gilbert was encouraging his members to vote. And so because we are we are each other's helpers. And, you know, we have one of our teams, which is literally called The Ship, and uh, a rising tide raises all ship. And right now, The Ship has seen its biggest workouts in uh, in its entire history, and it's been around forever. And so, but we've also seen that when we, you have your social runs here, we bring people here. And, I'll, and I've led some runs here, and the Captain K has been doing all kinds of social runs, getting ready for them. And ARC was there, by the way, plastered mm-hmm. on all of those. And we were there. I was helping lead the runs. And so anywhere that people are running it, if you go to our website, we not only list all of our runs, we list every uh, free run that we know of in town. Again, we're just trying to get 
help people get moving. That's at austinrunners.org. And again, for us, it's it's all about more runners. I mean, how many people do we have in the city? Two million or something in the greater Austin metropolitan yeah. area, I believe. And so that, and, more, and more coming every day. There's plenty of runners to go around as far as I'm concerned. So promoting running is a good thing. Let's talk about the causes. You mentioned the Trail Foundation that you support. Marathon Kids is another organization that ARC supports via primarily the Daisy 5K. Talk about Marathon Kids and what you do with them. So they are about as good of a partner as it gets. So four years ago, we reached out to them to become the beneficiary of the Daisy 5K. Uh, the previous year, had only had about 100 people, and in simple frankness, it had lost money. And it was being... Uh, kept alive i think part of for that tradition and, and to honor that but we also when i came on we decided we wanted to make sure we were not just spending arc's well well earned money from the previous year so they we partnered up with them and in simple frankness the best way to make money on 5ks these days is not participants cost that's not the way it works so we had good good sponsorship a huge percentage of which were brought by them because they were their partners wanted to benefit them but there was something about them being part of a race, part of an event where they got to be part of a t-shirt, got to be part of a booth, they got to meet some of the people that they, the kids that they beneficiate, some of their parents. And so the first year that they came on board, um, we got five grand and then 10 grand and then 15 grand. And uh, last year, we, uh, I'm sorry, uh, five grand, 15 grand, and then last year, 16 grand. And so they, um, they're great partners, not only in helping us find sponsors, but we have regular meetings with them. Um, they come out and they work the water stop that day and they're doing this out of the goodness of their heart because their program benefits every single student in AISD. They actually have programs all over the country. The the funds that we donate are earmarked for AISD. And so every single kid from kindergarten through fifth grade is part of their program and they do a cumulative running program where they mark off a mile at a time or a half mile. I think it's a quarter mile is the minimum. And so they, they sit there and they can if they get one marathon done during the school year, they get a reward. If they get two, I think it goes up all the way to four these days. And so they get different rewards. And I, I will tell you that that's probably a more reasonable way to run a marathon than the way you and I do. <laughs> do it gradually over the course of many months yeah. versus all in one day. Now, Marathon Kids to me is is a really powerful organization. I've been involved with it in various ways since two thousand three as a volunteer and now as a, as a sponsor with our business, as a parent, I've got three kids that are in it. Basically it's, it's all about getting kids moving and yes, they run a marathon over the course of many months. And now, as you said, they can run up to four marathons to get rewards along the way. It's a way for kids to love, to fall in love with running and they do it in AISD, at least inside the school district. So it's built into their day. It's not something that has to be added on or something that parents have to worry about. Really, really powerful organization. And it, and it needs our local support. It's been around for 25 years here. Next, As of next year, it'll be 25 years here in Austin. Born and raised here in Austin. And it's cool to see you guys support that cause. Sure. And every once in a while, we get somebody who says, oh, well, you're investing in future runners. I'm like, no, they're, they're running right now. They're not yeah. future runners. They're yeah. runners right exactly. now. <laughs> we just want to keep them that way. We want to keep them on that path. They're exactly. Any other causes that I'm missing besides the Trail Foundation and so, Marathon Kids? The two other places that we've uh, benefited is uh, O'Henry. We've donated to their PTA, which is part of the reason for that is that we, we meet there. We have one of our workouts there. So it, it would be selfish of us to not give back to a place that we use a couple of times a week. But we've given a donation that benefits the entire school. It doesn't just, it doesn't just go to us. We've also donated uh, twice uh, in the last few years to this New York uh, Back the Track, which is the Austin High, where it's a huge percentage of our members. Plus, just I think it's probably the track that's used by more adults than any other track that I know of in Austin. So it's helped some of that restoration. There's long-term rebuilding. And so those are the, the places that we have donated in the last few years. To It gives people a place to run. It benefits our members, but it benefits our members and then some. And that's the way I want to work, uh, that it makes our running easier and it also helps other people who are not necessarily our members, may never be our members, but it helps them have a place to do some good exercise. Back to track, being the organization that's helping AISD resurface the Austin High Track, which I think if you're a runner in Austin and you haven't done a workout at the Austin High Track, then you're probably missing something. Let's talk about membership. 30 bucks, we mentioned that. People can join at austinrunners.org. They can join anytime. The benefits are well more than 
the $30 membership if you take full advantage. Obviously, you can get a discount on the Distance Challenge, all the races associated with the Distance Challenge as a member. What else do you get as a member of ARC? Well, those aren't the only races you get discounts on. You get race, uh, discounts on the Tejas Trails races, for example. You know, we had uh, one for the Rogue Trail Series that concludes this weekend. So we have all kinds of races. You also get shopping at, you know, 15% at Ready to Run. You get uh, 15% at an online store. I, I don't actually shop online, so I always blank out <laughs> on the name of that one. I always, need the, I always need the shoes or the outfit on me before I buy it. But you, you get some retailers that are, you get massage things. You get some recovery places. You get some, so th- pretty much everything that a runner needs, we've got at least one, one, multiple versions of how to get a discount, whether that be the running, the preparation, the outfits, the, all of those things. So all of those things you get a discount on. For your thirty dollars a year, you're gonna you're gonna make that up tenfold if you use those things easily. All that's on the member page, and you guys are the only group I know that gets a discount to 3M and the Austin Half Marathon and Marathon. I know we don't even get that. So is that true? Are you the only organization that actually gets a discount for those I bl- two races? I, I believe we are, and the uh, but you know again we're not your competition. You just need to get more Rogue Runners to become Obviously, ARC members. I, and then, I mean, and this then, is why I'm a member, so I can get a discount <laughs> to those two races. But it is fifteen percent, and those are uh, you know two of the more expensive races in town for obvious reasons. They have a lot more logistics to shut down streets in the in the middle of town, and so. And actually, when you sign up for 3M or the Austin Marathon, it asks you if you want to become a membership. So the community, you know, that puts on those races, high five events, they recognize that we're sitting here helping out. They're not just giving us a discount just because they need more participants. Those races do really well on their own. But it is a partnership of the give and take. They know that when they call us, we're going to sit there and help them. And we know they want to help us. And so it's, it's, a very, it's just a very good symmetry of back and forth. So... If you, if you become a member, you not only get these potential benefits, discounts on races, discounts on buying stuff, you're also supporting great causes and supporting races that are central to the Austin running community. I mean, to me, as I think about Decker as an example, that's a race that's been around 41 years this year on the same course. Those types of races don't really exist in many places. That kind of iconic race that has that same sort of history and heritage. Most of our races interior to town have had to move to different courses because of road closure issues and things like that are becoming too expensive. And so to find a race with that kind of history supported by the same organization for that entire time is rare. And so to me, it's worth it alone just to support a race like that with an iconic race like that's been around forever who would uh, that will hopefully be around for 41 more years we will see oh that's the hope but i mean it is interesting to hear people when we had the person who started 40 years ago run talk the gun off i I wasn't there uh i wasn't there to run the race i was there to be part of it i talked to her afterwards and just just to see her both her humility and her excitement to see something she started four years later and that's kind of the privilege of being part of ARC, that you know that it was there before you. I hope it'll be there long after me. And um, but there's a history there. And you know that on those hills that thousands of runners have been that, in that exact same place. And that that lake, that water that makes you cold has made other people cold. And so you can't be sitting there making excuses like, oh, they shouldn't do this out here. Uh, or, oh, this hill's too tough. Uh, <laughs> but there, there's a community that not ex- exists not just that day, but literally over decades. Okay, let's talk about running ARC and how it all works behind the scenes. I don't know that everybody knows this. Certainly Austin runners, maybe not every member of ARC knows that it's run by an all volunteer board. So everybody putting in work to make these things happen, to put on these races is doing it because they love the Austin running community and not because they're getting paid to do it. You became president um, three years ago. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Four years ago is when I got elected. Four years ago. A little little under four years. So you've served for four years now, or you've served for three years now. I'm about to finish my fourth term. Okay, so you're finishing your fourth term. Talk about why you got involved with ARC and what that journey's been like for as me, president. For me, actually, Decker, I actually it, you talked about it earlier. So I'm a brain cancer survivor, and I actually put off brain surgery to run a marathon. And the very first race I had after I found out was Decker. And you know, it's one of these where they hand you the next bib; they're not previously assigned, and they give me bib nine one one. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? I don't even have to put an emergency number on the back. I can put it on the front. <laughs> Just, yeah, call 911. We could laugh about it now, right? <laughs> I laughed about it then. <laughs> and the, uh, you know, then I, 
whenever sur- I around January, whenever all the medical tests were done, I they wanted to do the surgery, and I but I put it off to run Austin, and that's where I uh, would qualify for Boston for the first time. And this year, actually, I broke three for the first time, you know, because I've they've lowered the standards by ten minutes since that that uh, race a few years back. And so, when it was time for there was no one um, when it was time for elections, somebody nominated me for president. And I felt like I literally owed my life to this organization, to this community, to this sport. And so I've served there, and that's been my goal all along is to connect it. And so we've had several people serve there long before me and long after me. And they, I always say that they're suck, uh, superheroes, superheroes, <laughs> because they're, they're, they're sitting there putting in their time. And what I say to every board when we start our new term is, we don't expect this to be your top priority because we understand you have jobs and families that actually require paying the bills or being paid, but we expect this to be a priority. And the people who come out there and they put in their time, they put in their energy, they put in committees, they put in work. A few of them have actually taken vacations day to volunteer to put on something else. And Decker is actually the only race of the distance challenge that has zero paid staff. And so it is being out there by people who just have a passion for it. I started a newsletter. Uh, it used to have a mail newsletter that came with a stamp on it, but now we use email when I become president. And, you know, what I call it is for the run of it. And so that's why we're here is just to keep the running of it going. ARCs, that, you know, it's obviously a playoff of for the fun of it, but the entire run of ARC I think has been a good thing. And so we, we, we keep communicating. At that email, actually, every week at the bottom of it, we list every run that we know that is coming up in town, every special occasion run, the regular scheduled ones we list on our website, and we talk about that. And so these are the things that have helped me connect. My, uh, my wedding, uh, last year I, got, I, married, I married someone who I met through ARC and uh, the outgoing vice president. We were friends before <laughs> that, and uh, that's not the only reason I ran for office, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, we had a running theme wedding. Our, our bibs were – and so – to me, there is no bigger passion. Like the best connections of my life have come from running. The the my best friends, uh, the people I would trust most, the person who I, I I literally you know said, till we get to life's final finish line, this is this is what running means to me. And so those connections are about putting one foot in front of another. But these are people who are I I like at my house as much as I like them on the race course. So you've been president for four years, running for a fifth term. As someone who's watched it from my viewpoint, and when we when you first became ARC president, I didn't really know you that well. I knew you, I knew of you because of your story, but I didn't know you that well. We'd run occasionally together at events here and there, and run into each other, but had not really spent a lot of time together until we had to renegotiate our sponsorship deal for Rogue to sponsor Decker for the next three years, and so that became where we got to know each other, and we did that on the run. We, we negotiated that that next deal, and then the subsequent deal after that on a, on a run and became running partners through that and friends. But the thing that has struck me in watching the evolution of ARC since you became president is it's it's become bigger in my mind on all fronts. Bigger distance challenge, bigger decker, bigger membership from what I understand, bigger daisy more things happening because of ARC events that you put on in, uh, in various places. Before that, to me, it was very small and, it, and, almost, and almost forgotten, maybe meaningless in a sense before. Not, not to do any disrespect to prior leaders of the organization, but it just it wasn't very big and it didn't have a big vision. And, and it seems like as president, everything has become bigger. So talk about that. What are some of the metrics that say, hey, I've done a good job with this organization that I've led for the last four years? Well, it was more isolated is the word I would use. Um, it certainly was it's a good word. Was less trying to connect to uh, more people. And so I, you know, it, it certainly hasn't been me who has done the work. I've, I've, uh, I've had a great board. Most, every, almost everybody, I would, lo- I would love to say every board member has been great, but that would be a lie. But most <laughs> of the board members who have come on have been phenomenal volunteers. And so... You know, our outgoing vice president has also been there four years, and she, uh, she, she made it a goal. She's an engineer who made it a goal to get these things bigger, and so she worked on some of these things. And Decker and Daisy grew. Our treasurer looked at things and goes, "Hey, we're wasting money here and there." And she cleaned up some of the books and some of those things. And so, 
that alone put more money in the bank account. Um, we had people who were doing the distance challenge who like, they're like, we need more runs. And they started them. I didn't start those runs, but I said, Hey, we want to back you up. Here's what we can provide. You know, some of those are basic things like insurance, but some of those is like social media and awareness. And those runs have grown. Um, the, the Monday night run leaders, they changed their routes up. And so we've encouraged creativity and that is the, uh, we also had a recently, actually we, every, free community run leader that we had, we hosted a happy hour where we wanted them all to meet each other. And it was amazing how many of them hadn't even heard of each other's runs, but no, no one in the room had met everybody uh, before. And so it's just the connection points. This is, this is an organic thing that can happen. And I like the fact that, you know, we, you and I have uh, bonded over running. I have run with pretty much every run leader in town. And I think that there's a certain, um, uh, honesty that comes from running that may not come if we're sitting across the table eating <laughs> because when the blood's rushing to your legs and to your heart and your lungs, not as much of it goes to your brain. So you don't have as much time to do the censoring. <laughs> and so there's been some good things that we've said to each other and some things that you just end up realizing like who people are and by and large runners are good people. I think the discipline that it takes to go get up there and, and so that kind of thing. And so that's that making that, the default of let's connect over this thing that pushes us has grown I, with rare exceptions. I, I, with rare exceptions, people do want to connect. And so they, they want to go to the community run, whether it be one of ours or one of theirs. And so I sh I've shown up at every run I know in town and been there. And I, I, I've yet to show up at one where I didn't know anyone. But there's also never been one where I didn't show up and find someone new who was interesting. And so working off of that experience, I'm like, Everybody should have more of these experiences. So that's what we've tried to build up. And so this year to the Distance Challenge, we added happy hours that were for the Distance Challenge participants, but we kept them open to the public. We have regularly standing happy hours at our runs or breakfast and those kind of things. And so then you get to connect with people who aren't necessarily your speed, who are the ones that are easiest to connect with on the run. And so you get to trade some of the war stories, some of the chafing stories, some, <laughs> some of the stories that I didn't need to know about what bled on you while you were running, but <laughs> you, you also kind of related. So... But you also get to hear about some people's personal stories and how running becomes their focus point, how it becomes their outlet, how it becomes their happy point. And so the more that we do that in a growing town, I think the better the town is, not just the running community. And so it's just a positivity, feeding positivity. There are some numbers that certainly reflect that the distance challenge uh, this year is donating more than it ever has. Uh, Daisy did that last year, Decker. At its best profitable year, membership is at the highest level it's been, at least that I can keep track of. There's not records all the way back to 1974. The bank account had been fading out a little bit. We've we've donated over $100,000 in the last four years to things like the Trail Foundation, to Marathon Kids, um, to O'Henry to back the track. Uh, but we've also put money in the bank, so it has more money while been been, been donated, and that's what uh, while we've been donating more money, and that's what I call a win-win. It's a give and give. We've increased our our membership benefits. We've been giving away raffles, these types of things. And so it just is a continuous cycle. I, and I think we're still just getting started. I think we can still go to better places. And we should point out, I don't think we've mentioned yet, that ARC is a nonprofit. So part of this is, is all of it is supporting a, a cause, in a sense, if running were to be the primary cause that we're supporting here. So you're running for a fifth term as president. What do you think that future could look like? What's next for you in leading this organization if you have that opportunity? Well, I'd love to tell you that I, I want to be a leader for life, but that'd be a blatant lie. Uh, <laughs> you know, Brent here, I actually encouraged him to run for president. Um, I think he had, and and uh, I, I, he may not know this, there were a couple of other people I encouraged to run for president. Uh, Brent decided to run for vice president to at least test the water and see how the organization works from a different point of view. Our the person who's going to be next year's distance challenge coordinator, I thought would have been a good president. He decided to be the distance challenge coordinator. Somebody else I encouraged, they decided they didn't want to do it, and they're actually in charge of our elections. There were a few people. I certainly don't want to be here forever. It's a lot of work, uh, and it's a lot of energy, and I think that there's something to be served for fresh energy. Uh, at the same time, I, I, I struggle. I, I would have zero struggle with handing it over to had a clear vision, like, let's keep connecting people. And so that I think Brent has that vision. Um, I think Ryan has that vision. If you were doing the distance challenge, he was at, that, at the 10 every, every single thing. And so... Um, that inclusiveness uh, is what I, I want to keep doing. So I'm hoping that this year, if I get reelected, it will be my last term and that 
one of the people comes up and goes, man, I can make this guy look like a joke. Uh, <laughs> he's a chump and goes, here's how I'm going to build community. But that they have some awareness of the infrastructure of how these things work. So, Brent, bringing you into this, you're running for vice president, as Adam just mentioned. Why? Well, let, let me back up before I answer that question. Um, I am new to ARC. Uh, I just joined recently uh, this year. Um, I hope you don't hold that against me if you are a current member and, and voting. <laughs> um, but but the way I look at it is is I'm not new to um, ARC's mission because it's been um, passions that I've been pursuing for a number of years. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited now to be a, a member and, uh, B have the opportunity to be able to contribute in other ways, be it vice president. If I do get elected, if not, uh, I, I still plan to step up and support in whatever ways I can, because I think it's a fantastic organization. If you can't hear the passion and excitement in Aram's voice when he talks about it, uh, then you're probably not listening. Uh, and, and that's what has excited me about this organization. So far in, in my short tenure as an ARC member, I've uh, participated in three of their runs, have plans to participate in all of the groups in the next few weeks. But everything I've seen, everyone I've met is in love with running, in love with this community. And that excites me. That's the same kind of passion and energy and excitement that I've always felt uh, around this space at Rogue. I've been here as a, a, a Rogue member and coach for a number of years, and, and I fell in love with that energy and community uh, from the get-go. And while ARC and Rogue are different in many ways, I, I feel like they're very similar in, in probably more ways than they're different. So, you know, it's, to me, that's what I have enjoyed in my experience thus far is, is it allows me the opportunity to explore my passions around running. I've been running my whole life. Um, started, you know, in cross country in middle school, ran the mile, um, ran my first marathon, was the Austin Marathon in 2003. And, and you know, my goal is to continue to run uh, and, and until I can't run anymore. Um, I, I've also been, you know, coaching runners for a number of years here at Rogue, and, and that's been a passion of mine that just energizes me to, to, to be able to be some part of another person's running journey and success. Um, it, it has just been an amazing experience. And I've been an Austin resident for 20 plus years. I love this community, even though it's very different than it was 20, 20 years ago. Um, it, it, it's the place that, that, you know, I live, have uh, grown up, have raised all three of my kids and, you know, I'm still excited to be a part of. So, so to have the opportunity to be able to be a part of this community and potentially give back, um, you know, it, it's something I'm really excited about. I also, to, to go back to, um, you know, one of the sponsors that, that ARC uh, supports, Marathon High, or I'm sorry, Marathon Kids, um, it, it's been a very important um, influence in, in my life because uh, one of the things as a father that I've always tried to do is, is attempt to encourage, you know, things like proper nutrition, nutrition health, fitness, ideally running to my kids. But for any of those parents out there, they probably can uh, commiserate with me on, you know, the fact that your kids don't always listen to you. Um, and uh, when I've tried to encourage them to get out there and, and go for runs with me, they don't always listen to pops. So Marathon Kids has been uh, an incredible support system that um, promotes that uh, aspect of, of healthy living, nutrition, and, and more importantly, running to my children. And they've learned to, let's not say love running, but at least not hate it quite as much. Um, so I, I guess for all of those reasons, I'm excited to be uh, first off a member of ARC and then, and then secondly, be able to have potentially the opportunity to contribute uh, more moving forward. One of the roles of the vice president is to 
make sure the events go right. Decker and Daisy both fall under that vice president's role. Right. Not that you have to do it all, but you do have to make sure it gets done. So what are your visions for those races? What do you think you bring to the table there? Yeah. Well, so I guess my, my kind of vision in general is to increase membership and expand community awareness of the organization. Um, that that's kind of the general vision. And, and I've kind of highlighted four areas that I want to explore. It doesn't necessarily mean that these are the areas that I would absolutely focus on, but these are areas that I think at least warrant, um, some kind of investigation to understand if there are opportunities for us to move forward. And, and, and the first one is to grow and build on the current success of the ARC racing events and series to include the distance challenge. So I, you know, I can tell you from my personal experience um, with both of those races, I think they're, they're fantastic events. Um, but of course, uh, I think, you know, we, we could always um, continue to grow those events. And I think one of the ways that may be an opportunity is to continue to secure incremental sponsorships and partners um, for funding those events and funding the club overall. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm excited about having the opportunity to do as in my previous life working in corporate America and sales and marketing. Um, you know, I, I've had a lot of uh, experience um, kind of having those types of conversations um, in the business world. So um, I, I look forward to kind of tapping into my network and to my skill sets um, to help gain incremental partners to continue to um, make ARC um, a, a bigger presence in the community and uh, allow these events to continue to grow. Um, the two other pieces kind of of my platform, if you will, are to enhance collaboration with uh, like-minded retail training recovery businesses in the community to continue to, to um, raise that tide, if you will. Um, and, then, and then lastly, and, and probably most importantly, is to evaluate the infrastructure of the club to, to make sure that we have a system in place to understand and act on member needs. It's a, it's a huge organization, um, and th there's probably opportunities for us to better understand what the members of ARC um, want from us as a board and how do we kind of prioritize those, those needs and wants and act on them accordingly. So with that, as introduction to at least two people, elections are coming up. You have to be a member to vote. When does voting start? How does how long does it go? And by when do you have to be a member to vote? So May first is when voting starts. That's when you have to be a member. Is when you vote, and um, it's going from May one to May ten. You can vote online uh, through the member website. We'll send out an email. Um, we'll also put out links on social media. There, it requires a login. We'll also have voting in person at our three biggest runs, which is the Monday night run at Ready to Run at 6.30, the Tuesday morning run at 6 a.m., the morning Joe's at uh, Joe's Coffee Shop, and then Tuesday night at the Ship of Fools uh, track workout at 6 p.m. Um, you'll have to put your name on a ballot. Um, that way we can verify your membership, and then it'll get counted later. You don't want to vote online. And, and, and then it'll close May 10th. Um, elections will be – the results will be announced, I think, uh, – a day or two later, just to count all the paper ballots, make sure that everything's there's no double voting, all that kind of jazz. It's actually the most contested election we've ever had, as far as I can tell. I, again, we don't have full records for an organization from 1974, but I have old. Uh, so we have five of the seven positions are contested, including mine and Brent's. Uh, we both have competition, um, and that's great. You know, I'm a lot of competition has led to some of my PRs, and for me, that actually shows some uh, investment. The more people that we have that care. That's good. There, there are some people who their competition is really a different vision. There are some people who it's just a different personality. There are some people who it's a different approach. Uh, all of those bios are uh, on the website. Um, you just, you, there's literally a link on the front page, and you can see who it is. Um, every single vote that I'm going to make, um, I, it isn't who's my better friend or who I, I think is more charming. It's just simply who their own statement matches up with the mission statement of ARC the most. Um, I'm taking them at their word. And so, um, and I think some of that's fairly obvious. Uh, obviously, different people vote for different reasons. That's the way democracy works. But 
that's that's what's guiding me, and I think that that's how we got to good places from 1974 to now. And so, just to be clear, you can join any time between now and May 10th, and vote any time between May 1st and May 10th. That's correct. And you can join. I know I just went to the homepage, AustinRunners.org. There's a big button at the very middle top that says become a member. So really simple to join. And then starting May 1st, you can vote. And if you join after that, you can still vote up before up until May 10th. As somebody who is a member who will vote, I'm going to be voting for the two of you because I believe in your visions for an, for a, an ARC that is bigger than just itself that is bigger than even the races and groups and runs that you support i believe in your vision on which is that arc should support austin running broadly and i think that's why i'm voting for you over your opponent that's why i'm voting for you brent over your opponent because i believe that that inclusivity as well as the size of that vision is is important to making the Austin Running Club and the Austin Running Community, everything it can be, versus I believe others on the ballot are looking to to be more insular, more closed-minded, and closed off to other supporting other causes and other parts of the running community. And I just I don't think that's good for anybody. And really, if you think about it from a rogue standpoint, a bigger ARC at some level begins to compete with with us but i don't care about that what i care about is a bigger austin running community and austin running community that supports all runners and i recognize that rogue isn't for everybody and that's okay so i'm supporting the two of you because of the size of your vision and because of the connectivity and the inclusivity of it and i hope others will do the same but obviously they can everyone can vote as they see fit and i encourage that so vote even if you disagree with me and Hopefully, all of us are all have the same thing in mind, which is a strong and healthy Austin running community. So, there you go. Thanks to both of you for joining me. I really appreciate this. I also thank my audience for indulging me with this sort of off the beaten path topic because I think it's important for those Austin runners that are listening. So, hopefully, you didn't mind hearing a little bit about the Austin running. Austin Runners Club, the Austin Running Community, and ways that you can get involved through various races, whether you become a member or not. So there you go. Go vote. It's important. Well, thanks for your support, Chris. Thanks for having us on. We'll talk to you guys soon. Maybe get a run. All right, man. All right. So there you go. This has been a special edition Austin Running Community episode of the Running Rogue podcast. As always, you can check us out at roguerunning.com or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, we're Facebook at Rogue Running and check out ARC, austinrunners.org. We'll talk to you guys soon.